G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We focus on the lesser knowns and those that are going to bring you value in your Keeper Leagues. Uh, my name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How are you, mate? Good half yourself. How are you going on this fine Monday? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I think because we got she got one day off without football, we decided to uh, record a podcast. But our league case, we did the silly thing of having a bye last week. Um, it was our commissioner's uh, Zanksa uh, who was on the show the other week. It was his decision. But uh, yeah, we didn't actually play on the weekend, and uh, we're doing like our next round over two weeks. So we're taking our Richmond and Collingwood players' scores this week and adding them to next week's scores. So we got a full uh, team playing which has made me pretty itchy for some uh, fantasy football and I've only got two teams playing this week and I've only got one player which is Braid Maynard so I get to watch one player and then I have to wait another week until uh, until I actually get to watch my team play so I'm a bit antsy Kays. Uh, at least you've still got a team in the finals mate. Uh, my team also had a bye the week before when we were playing uh, the elimination final so I am all about looking for 2021. This year is a wash. Uh, thankfully, I'm still uh, alive and kicking in the podcasters league. Actually, have uh, I'm going all right there. So are you. So who's top of that league? That's the only thing that's keeping me interested. Uh, you maybe. <laughs> I think uh, I am top of that league. You I think I beat the team that was in second on the weekend. By one, I'm only a game behind you. So yep. uh, we roll into finals not this weekend, next weekend. So uh, that's that's keeping me interested at least. All right. Uh, oh shit, Kaz! I just realised I've left the remedy kombucha in the fridge. I'm going to have to go. Oh, that's all right. When we pause to go into the uh, into the round rewind or run. I'll run down and grab it. So that is a podcasting sin, my friend. Oh, it's just, I was so far behind tonight. You saw the uh, technical difficulties I was having at the start here. So, uh, yes. yeah, we had to uh, just uh, get underway and I forgot to go grab it. But that's all right. When the Round Rewind song hits, I'll quickly run down to the fridge, get it back, and I'll be back before we get back in the Round Rewind. That's how it works because we definitely do it in retime. That's how def- efficient you are. There's definitely no editing going on in between that. So, uh, yeah, that's all right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm Drink Remedy Kombucha. Remedy Kombucha is getting a fair plugger on the socials and not just our, uh, not just our podcast as well. There's a a few mm. other podcasts and stuff getting around the uh, and you know podcast personalities getting around the uh, Remedy Kombucha at the moment. So I think we've started a movement here. Is Remedy Kombucha the official drink of uh, fantasy football? Well, we posted. I posted something similar on uh, on Twitter the other week, and mm. uh, Warney piped up and got a bit uh, got a bit narky with it because uh, they're sponsored by uh, Furphy Furphy Beer. So, uh, he wasn't. Yuck. He was like, <coughs> "Excuse me," <laughs> and chimed in with a Furphy logo. So uh, I think we're maybe the official. Well, definitely the official kombucha, and maybe the official non-alcoholic drink I think as well probably like the breakaway league you know like the 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 what's it called like the the we're almost like the hipster the hip the drink the yeah. hipster drink underground you know? yeah underground that's yeah, the word it's I'm a drink for. of the underground yeah. fantasy football world yeah. not the mainstream that exactly. is uh, the yeah. traders yep so cop that warning <laughs> 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 all right uh, we're about to get into the round rewind but guys we've got some uh, exciting news uh we've uh Put our put our uh, creative uh, analysis together. We've come up with some t-shirts for sale, so they're actually available uh, from our website now. So if you go to keeperleaguepod.com.au and click on the merch uh, button on the uh, the top of the screen on the menu, uh, it'll take you to a site where you can uh, purchase uh, our first uh, t-shirts um, that we've come up with. So they're available now. They're white with a little keeper league logo on them. Uh, I think they look pretty cool, pretty slick. Um, so we've already sold a few, and we've only put them up today. And we've already sold a nice. few of them, okay? So there's not many to go around. I think we've only got 50 printed. So so if you're keen to get one, I will suggest uh, jumping on board straight away. So what's the price of this uh, limited edition run? Yeah, thirty-five bucks each plus uh, postage to get it to wherever you are. Beautiful. So uh, yeah, if you want it, if you want a t-shirt, and uh, you know summer's coming up as well, some warmer weather, yeah. especially in Adelaide. We were, I was cooking at the footy on the weekend. Awesome. Yeah, could have used one of these t-shirts straight up. But, now uh, you've uh, assured me that the quality of these t-shirts is high. They're not just some you know Adelaide show knockoff number. These are nah. good quality ones that will last. The, they're last responsible. The journey. They're responsible for a lot of the uh, the fringe fest. Um, t-shirts and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, decent quality ones. Uh, Good. Good. not just knock off ones. We from, provide uh, our listeners with quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, we're all, I don't want to wear a shit t-shirt myself. No, I don't exactly. want to wear a, you know, what are they, what are they, what's that website where you buy crap t-shirts from? Blue, no, something, something, I don't know. Don't know. Um, red something, bubble, something like that. <laughs> red uh, bubble. Is that the one? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Something like that where you just buy like a, a design and they print it on a shitty t-shirt, but I don't know, something like that. I think we, don't, we don't deal with those kind of poor third quality, third party websites. No, we're uh, we're definitely uh, we're definitely dishing out the uh, for the quality here. So hopefully you enjoy those for those who purchase them. But definitely getting quick. Only fifty available, and there's already I think five or six gone already. So uh, make sure you get in there. Anyways, uh, enough plugging our stuff. Let's get on to the round rewind. <laughs>
right, moving on to the round rewind, the segment where we uh, recap all of the rounds, games, and uh, looking for some uh, keeper league worthy players that we can talk about. So, okay, I'm going to let you start with uh, your boys, Hawthorne versus Essendon. Uh, didn't get the pleasure of watching this one. It was a little bit too early mm-hmm. uh, to get the uh, after school chores done. But uh, tell us about it, Kay, as I heard it was a pretty exciting finish. Game of two halves, and the Bombers came home stronger for once, which was nice to see. Uh, we've been very lackluster the last kind of uh, two months. So, good to get a win. But uh, really, the story of the day was uh, Joseph Danaher. He was back. The Messiah has returned to the footy field and uh, scoring absolutely voluptuously. Uh, 85 points of him. Got back to his 2017 average, which we did uh, score 85 or average 85 there. And fortunately, he's only actually played 12 games since the end of 2017. So we haven't seen much of the great man, but uh, he had 13 kicks, 10 marks and kicked three goals, three. Now, all of my players tonight, Heffers, as I'm out of the, you know, the our, our home league, keeper league. I'm looking at all the players from a, a 2021 perspective or what you do if you own them or if you're hunting them. So this is what I'm kind of putting my spit on all of my players tonight. So hopefully it gives a few guys a bit of a, um, you know, a bit of an idea of what to do with these guys. So for me, Joe Danaher, he is the absolute pickle because if you hold him, prepare for heartache. But if you trade him also or delist him, I think you're going to prepare for heartache because his body is just uh, completely unknown. Will he be at Essendon? Will he be somewhere else? You just honestly don't know what you're going to get from Joe. Uh, hopefully a few more games than 12 next year. But uh, look, he's a risky hold or a risky delist either way. But I think you're just going to go with your heart. If you want him in your side, keep with him. If you don't, um, you know, so be it and uh, incur the wrath. But there's a few guys this time of year who are always those injury riddled ones. But uh, we'll see what happens with Joe next year. Uh, Will Snelling, he had 53 points. Um, I'm not sure why the Bombers haven't offered him a contract. I think he's a genuine player, especially if uh, Fritzy Smith stays on that halfback flank. I think that Will Snelling's value rises a lot. So, unfortunately for him, he had the uh, zero kicks, 12 handballs, which is the complete opposite of the ratio that we love here on the Keeper League. But uh, did have the seven tackles, which we do like. Now, I don't think he's a keeper, but I think you're looking at him in around like around three to four of a redraft next year because I think he's going to be strong again and he's going to be a very good forward scorer, but uh, probably just not good enough to make most people's keepers, I reckon. You'd be happy to have him as your forward uh, emergency for next season. Definitely, definitely. Yep. I'll just uh, smoke a little raspberry lemonade. Thank crack, you, Remedy Kombucha. Remedy Kombucha. Jeez, it's oh, fresh and cold. Jeez, it sounded good. Uh, cracking that lid as well. Um, Jack Scrimshaw, uh, Keeper League favourite. 84 points from him. He's just continued to grow from that uh, sick dog bump since he went down a couple of weeks ago. He's averaging 70.5 in his last four games. Uh, 22 touches and nine marks. What I can't believe, Hef, is he's only 65% owned. If you have Ridiculous. any brain, you are getting him into your side. Oh, the one for finals this year or two if you can get him onto your list for 2021 you'd be crazy not to get him in because he's taking all those James Sisley points for sure get him uh, Jimmy Cousins 71 points for him uh, good to see they're finally playing him I was a bit of a fan of him last year he was in my side didn't make the cut unfortunately but uh, he does know how to rack up the fantasy points had 19 touches and a goal um, only had the four touches in the second half which is a bit of a concern but nonetheless good to see him getting uh, some good points I think he's going to be a pretty important part of the Hawks side once they start their rebuild. They're not really owning it at the moment and uh, Clarko is very sheepish, sheepish about jumping into one, but I think he's one that you would like in that side. He did average 73 last year in a, in a season he only played kind of 12 games and was in and out the side, so uh, tough one to probably make a case for him to be a keeper just yet, but one you should be looking at uh, ahead of next year for sure. Uh, Hef, your boy Will Day, 59 points. Just very, very classy. Um, he you is. know, uh, he's, uh, he's still not sitting the world on fire in terms of scores. You know, 59 is probably his top that he's kind of knocked out so far, I think, off the top of my head. He might, I don't know. But I think we're definitely going to see the best of him next year when uh, when Hawks kind of rebuild for sure. And you might even see second year Blues next year. And if you do, that's okay because the kid does have class. Like Kay said, he's going to be a gun. So stick tight with this one. Now, the last one is Big Boy McAvoy. He had 74 points and it was actually very, very good as an intercept defender on the day. Um, Even scored well for once, which was a change. Now, I think I'm kind of coming around to the fact that him next year with a back ruck DPP could be very, very handy. Now, I don't know if he's keeper worthy or or a hold, but and there are a few risks associated with him in and out out each week in terms of does he ruck, does he play back? But the more and more I think about the back ruck DPP, the more I'm kind of interested as a potential pickup in a a redraft next year. So, um, if he 
holds that BR DPP, which he definitely should. Uh, I think I'd be kind of floating the chance of getting him as a bit of backup, especially if you've got a bit of a, a ruckman who's um, you know a bit flimsy at times. All right, we'll move on to uh, Richmond versus West Coast. Uh, this game was uh, last Thursday night after the the early start for the Richmond and uh, Hawthorne game. But uh, look, there's a few players that caught my eye. First one being uh, Jason Castagna. So he had 78 points and he was quite good in the half forward flank. Uh, he had lots of link up play, which was nice to see as well. So he'd you know give the ball off, uh, run, push up to the next contest, get the next handle and stuff like that. All the stuff that makes uh, you know that turns those plus twos into you know plus threes, plus fours, plus fives, that sort of stuff as well so uh, really good to see um, but yeah he's he's scoring really well but just a little bit too inconsistent to really rely on but he's definitely worth a pick up just in case he does find consistency because he's come quite a, a long way this season so I'm liking the look of him at the moment uh, Noah Bolt had 71 points uh, 16 disposals 14 of them were kicks as well so that's a really good ratio uh, 9 marks and a lot of intercept possessions uh, out of those as well so that's a really good sign for him because uh, Richmond uh, need players like him in the side um, he's He's pretty tall. He's pretty athletic. So he could be one of the better scoring key defenders in future. Um, it just depends on uh, whether he gets locked down roles as well and who's um, getting injured as well. So this week he might have to play a little bit taller, but we'll have to wait and see there. Um, Shy Bolton, he had uh, 71 points and he's continuing in that midfield role. Look, if I own him, I would personally, Kayers would be selling now because... I just think he's definitely going to lose forward status and I don't think there's much value as a mid. So, if there's a way you can sell him to some sucker, I'd be doing it right now. Do you that's, think so, Case? That's a huge call. You don't reckon you'd be worth keeping? You think it's worth keeping? Uh, it's, yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because you, you, you'd have to do it now, don't you, on the risk that he doesn't keep forward status. Yeah. So, you know, you're kind of jumping in ahead of the pack. Um, what's he averaging this year, Hef? Uh, not sure. He's averaging 66. So, yeah, yep. that's not a not a, not a retainable uh, mid only for sure. But uh, hmm, would I keep him? I don't know, man. He looks so good. But is it that kind of that guy that catches the eye that uh, is bringing me to make that decision? 21 years old. So, he's still got plenty of time to keep going. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's knocked out a couple of really nice scores this year. Yeah, I don't know. You just want a bit more of a reassurance that he's going to be playing through that midfield. Potentially, you know, we, don't, we see that uh, Shane Edwards is almost near the end. There's a few other guys who are aging. Trent Cotchin's not getting much younger. Is there a chance for him to kind of go full-time midfield long-term? I don't know, but I think that 2021 is that risky year. Like, you almost want to kind of not worry about him next year and kind of think about him again in 2022 maybe. I don't know. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, Nick Vlostone, so he had 69 points, nice. Uh, has had a score under 60 from his past five games. He's averaged 67 from his last five, actually. So he's uh, averaging an 83.5 BCV. So he's usually too consi- like not that consistent, but at the moment he's um, too consistent to ignore, really, going at uh, yeah, 67 from his past five. So if he's available, he might be one uh, worth snapping up, playing him in your fence. Definitely uh, a good D5 option. Uh, you could do a lot worse than Nick Vlostone. Definitely. Um, let's have a look at at uh, some West Coast players. So, Liam Duggan, uh, 96 points. Uh, we've made him 2G4P, haven't we? Well, he should this week. Yeah, if not, uh, he's averaging 68, so that's a 2G4P. It's been a meteoric rise, my boy Liam. Yeah, we kind of wrote him off earlier in the season or the start of the season. We thought he was never going to make it, especially with the, the you know, the Shepherds, the Hearns. Uh, there's another one I'm forgetting there. but uh, Nelson. It's yeah. all coming up, Duggan, man. He is looking really, really good and... Uh, Really making me feel good that oh, I traded out Bailey Williams, who's shit. You know, Liam Duggan's much better, <laughs> okay. much better long-term prospect. Sorry, I just had to have a little swigger. Everybody can butcher sounded, that. Sounded delicious. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm only human. Uh, Liam Ryan, uh, 74 points. He kicked three goals, but too consistent, but great streamer option. I actually picked him up in our mid-season draft just because he's a guy he plays every week and can pop up and kick big bags. And, you know, if he kicks three, four goals, he's always going to have a, a score around the 70 mark, which is pretty handy in the Corona Bowl. So uh, not a bad streamer option, but, yeah, too inconsistent to actually rely on each week. Uh, Jamie Cripps, uh, I heard, is he going back to... Perth, he's leaving the hub. I reckon. I reckon he's having a baby. Mm, okay. I think I read that during the week. I could be wrong, but um, I could be, it could be referring to someone else. But I think it's Jamie Cripps. So he had seventy-two points, um, fourteen touches, and a goal. But uh, look, I think his fantasy days are over anyway. And I think he might not be playing for a few weeks as well. So um, look, he's only had only really had one relevant year anyway, and that was the Hoofers Premiership year uh, in twenty eighteen, where he averaged eighty and was scored hundred in the grand final for me. Uh, Xavier O'Neill. Uh, so I think it was his second game. Yeah, he had sixty-four mm-hmm. points, and he was getting some midfield time as. 
well. Uh, he's a young midfielder, so it is to be expected. But with how deep uh, that midfield rolls, he's definitely one to watch. Um, I think he got selected tomorrow night. I actually haven't checked the teams properly, but I think he's playing again tomorrow night. So, um, yeah, he's definitely one to watch as well because 64 points in your, in your second game is pretty good. Um, all right. We'll move on to Western Bulldogs versus Geelong. And uh, on Friday night, uh, okay, he's uh, Doss uh, from ex-Draft Doctors. Um, he's been on this show a few weeks. And uh, Cam from the Draft Doctors and Louis from Lane Kicking. He's also been on the uh, the Keeper League podcast recently. Uh, we commentated the uh, the game on mm-hmm. Friday night. It was really good fun. Uh, we um, actually made it from a fantasy perspective. So we'd, uh, you know, continual stats about fantasy and stuff like that and while I was calling the game as well. Mm. And we actually put the clock on the screen as well so you could um, sync it with your TV. So if you actually wanted to replace your commentators with us and hear us talk about fantasy in the game as well, it was uh, you could do that. So um, And, yeah, we've had some pretty good feedback. So we're going to be looking to do that over the next uh, few weeks as well. So if you're keen to watch that and have a listen to us um, try to commentate the game uh, poorly and uh, listen to some fantasy discussion while it's happening, uh, follow HK Doss on tw- uh, Twitch and you'll be able to uh, catch up with that. So who's the Bruce McAvaney of the team? Uh, Doss is the golden tonsil. Is the mm-hmm. guy is because the guy does have a media degree as well, so mm. he's got a bit of experience in in this field. So yeah, and who's the Brian Taylor? Um, definitely Cam. And <laughs> uh, who's the Wayne Carey? Uh, um, I don't know if anyone wants to be the Wayne Carey. To be I don't know how that guy still has a job. Well, which one do you associate with more? You know, you James Brayshaw or you uh, Hamish McLaughlin? I'm more of you your Luke Hodge. I'm more of your Luke Hodge special comments. I think yeah. so. Yeah, can't say the word Elliot properly. No, I can't yeah. really speak much. Well, Jamie at all, Elliot. Chimes yeah. in with oh, that's just a Melbourne thing, isn't it? They say all that easy day. How do they say hell? Do oh, they say hell? Yeah, probably they do actually. Yeah, weird. Anyway, uh, anyway, let's talk about some players. So Hayden Crozier, uh, he had sixty-eight points. He looked good coming out of defence. Uh, he's averaging fifty-nine points for the season. Okay, you're an owner of Hayden Crozier. Um, yeah. So if he's averaging fifty-nine, is he a keeper for you? Uh, he was a keeper for me going into this season. Uh, I thought he was a good value kind of last selection, sixteenth kind of keeper, and I still think he will be. Um, he takes a lot of good intercept marks, which I do like to see. Uh, I think him, uh, Williams and uh, Daniel will be just nice scorers in that Western Bulldogs backline for another few years. I think he's only 27 or so. So I think he's just a, one of those underrated defenders who uh, always does a job week in, week out and uh, can pop up and uh, have some big scores as well. If only you had Bailey Williams to keep instead, that'd be nice. No, I got Liam Duggan. And you got Bryce Gibbs. And then uh, Jack Bowes. <laughs> ah, Dyson Heffel's in this week. So yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, I'm say. excited to watch him play. Hopefully he scores some points uh, for your non-playing team. Correct. Uh, Reece Stanley. So he had 70 points. Uh, racking against Dunkley and English and just absolutely dominated. Look, for mine, he's not the worst ruck ad in the world if you need someone. So he has averaged uh, the 80 in past seasons. I think he's done it three times. Or, you know, 280s and a 79 or something like that. So um, coming uh, coming to the end of the season he looks like he's you know secured the number one rocket Geelong for the time being who knows how long that will last but uh, I don't think he's the worst out if he's available in your league so Reece Stanley and especially if you need a ruck as well like you know you've only got to shoot one or someone's injured uh, it's not a bad option uh, Geelong, uh, sorry more Geelong players uh, Lockie Henderson uh, 68 points on the back of uh, 8 marks as well he also had 10 kicks out of defence he's averaging 58 this season and he's not someone I'm really interested in as a key defender but you could do a lot worse for a uh, bench cover I think uh, Jack Henry 66 points uh, uh, good game, but just doesn't get enough of it for mine. Uh, Grime Myers as well. We talk about him all the time, so I don't think I'll need to uh, talk him up too much. But he has had another good game with uh, 63 points, and he's starting to build up real consistency uh, as a forward. Uh, Kays, I know you're a Grime Myers fan. Mm. Uh, is he keeper worthy this season? Definitely. I still think that there is um, – we've seen at spurts throughout this season where – you know, he's kind of got a bit of a, a more role in that Geelong midfield, and I think that's going to continue to develop over the couple of years. So I think as a forward keeper, he's uh, definitely one I'd be would, uh, be taking into next year. Yep. Uh, let's move on to Port Adelaide versus Sydney. I went to this game, and it was fucking hot. It was 25 degrees. I had to lather up on sunscreen, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really great because, like, you, know, you have to go in, you have to sit in your seat because of, you know, COVID restrictions. And I got mm-hmm. there 45 minutes early, and the security guy was like, you have to sit in your seat. And I'm like, I'll sit here and burn because I have no sunscreen. Luckily, a mate came and he had some, but I was – you should always slip, slip, slip. Oh, I didn't even. I just didn't even think. Like it's still winter. Like yeah, it's not supposed it to be that hot. And the wind was uh, <laughs> yeah. like blowing as well, so yeah. it was even worse. Yeah. It was crazy. I just didn't even think about it. But anyway, uh, Charlie Dixon. He had eighty-eight points and he kicked four goals. So he had Lewis Melican and Ben Patton uh, playing on him. Doesn't Ben Patton play for St Kilda? Uh, no, sorry. What's the other Patton? Patton. Um, who am I thinking of? Not Patton. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Ben Pan does play for St Kilda. <laughs> I've copied and pasted the that's wrong how, one. That's how tough it is to get a game in St Kilda's side. He's just gone, you know, like they're playing scratch matches for each other's side as well. Who the hell am I thinking of? I've got to work this out now. Uh, 
No, I don't know where that came from. Anyway, had Lewis Melican playing. No, sorry, on. Tom McCartan. Sorry, Tommy McCartan. Uh, I don't know where that came from, but anyway. Um, yeah. Do anyway. you want Ben Patton? I can trade him to you. No, if you want. I'm okay. good. Thanks. Okay. Why the fuck did I have Ben Patton? In there? <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, they were like, but those two were just unable to hold him. So uh, yeah, it was always going to be a tough day for them. But uh, look, I reckon look for key forwards playing on City because if they're, if they're the two best uh, key defenders um, that they've got going on, uh, I reckon they might go right. And also as well, just Todd Marshall came to the side. I know he stunk it up, but Dixon always seems to play better with him in the side. And now he's come back in as well for the time being before he gets dropped. Um, so yeah. That's a pretty, um, yeah, pretty interesting one there. He's got a nice run home as well. There's some really bottom feeding type type of size like your North Melbournes and your Essendons and stuff like that. So, damn it, you didn't bite at that one. <laughs> no, bottom feeding kind of side. This year. All right, good. Uh, Sam Power Pepper, uh, sixty-one points, uh, twenty disposals, and four tackles. Uh, spent more time up forward this week. So um, Robbie Gray was on the ball a lot more too. So hopefully, you know, that, I know that sounds shit because he's not in the midfield, not scoring as well. But sixty-one points isn't something to be sneezed at. But the good thing is, fingers crossed, he might hold that forward status if he does this for a few more weeks. And I reckon Port might be looking to inject Robbie Gray into the midfield because he probably is still their um, best clearance player. And he's been up forward for most of the season, so it could be a good sign there that he keeps that forward status. Uh, Ryan Clark, he had 77 points, um, appeared to be playing more of an outside game, which is good for owners instead of playing that tag and roll and stuff that horses made him do before. Um, he could be a fantasy jet, but he just needs to keep in this role consistently and play it more often. So, uh, yeah, let's see how that goes going forward. Uh, Ali Ralea had 66 points uh, playing on Westoff, and uh, he was also uh, the backup ruck as well. So, he's a Sydney's number two ruck at the moment, and you couple that with his defender status, he's going to get, you know, 10 hit, out, hit outs a game um, if, he, if he goes all right doing that. So, you know, add that onto his normal average. He's generally it's generally not a bad call. So, Ali Ralea might be a good pickup as well if you need uh, a few extra points in your defence. Uh, Harry Cunningham, he had 65 points and he's starting to string a few good games together. So uh, he used the ball well out of defence and uh, hopefully this continues. And then uh, Oliver Florent, uh, 62 points, uh, had a bit more out. inside time this week so I'm not sure where his scoring bump is ever going to come from as a result of this so he kind of mixes up a bit you know playing on the inside if he's playing sorry he usually plays on the outside but if he's playing a bit more inside and he's still not bumping that scoring I'm not really sure where it's going to come from um, but yeah Oli Florent uh, I reckon you give him one more year if he's in your side to kind of you know make that jump but as a midfielder only scoring like this it's probably not the not the greatest thing yeah I think with the city mids uh, you kind of throw row bottom in there as well at times like I just think that they're as a collective, they're probably a year away from all progressing to a you know a stronger side, and we see that you know you kind of need to be a bit of a stronger side in general to to get your scoring numbers up. I think I think they just get a bit uh, taken over in that midfield. So I would give him one more year. I think uh, he deserves that for sure. All right, let's move on. Radio Fremantle versus Greater Western Sydney. Adam Chera, ninety nine points, twenty four touches. He's in hot form. Surely he's now two G four P. Uh yeah, he's not, you're not going to be able to get him. No, so, yeah. everyone wants chair. Everyone yeah. wants a bit of chair. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Wilson, 61 points. He's been trending the right way in the last few weeks. Uh, actually, he's averaging 66 in his last five. Now, 2017-2018, uh, he was a 71 average defender. My kind of question is with the, you know, we've seen it a lot more lately with uh, you kind of running, dashing, halfback flankers getting a bit of a, a scoring bump across the league. At 27 years old, is Nathan Wilson one that you kind of want to draft early-ish next year? Just, I don't think he's going to be a keeper. But I'm just thinking, if, especially if you're, you know, in that flag window, there's one who's going to play most weeks for Fremantle, can score pretty well. I think there's some some upside to Wilson kind of settled into that Fremantle side. Fremantle playing better footy. I reckon there's a, a bit of upside for him in 2021. I've just been burnt too many times before. And because 2020 is a bit of a weird year, shorter games, it might suit him a bit better. He's still someone I'd probably look to avoid just in case he doesn't replicate it next season. Yeah, he's a tough one. I, I, I'd take a punt. I'd take a punt. Maybe, uh, not, maybe not early. Maybe a bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, Lucky Schultz, 54 points. Now, he didn't go as big as he did last week, but I did like the way he went about it again. Uh, 10 touches, four tackles, and a goal. He leads up to the ball really well, up up at that high half-forward role, and I think that's uh, very conducive to scoring. So, I think he's one you want to have on your radar for next year. Will be a nice little, I think, uh, mid to late add to your side uh, as a forward option. I think he could be a, a scorer in the future. On to the Giants. Jezza Cameron, 94 points. Now, he's finally had a good game this season. His previous best this year was 77 points, and that was his only game above 70 points. So, he was well and truly overdue. Uh, four goals, two he kicked, but uh, it was the 18 touches and 18 marks that really uh, helped him bump up that score. 
just crazy to say, you know, from the last year's common medal winner that we haven't seen him do this in a very, very long time. And look, uh, he's only averaging the 54, which is a, a 64 kind of uh, BCV this year. But if you look back at his last three seasons, he's an 87, 78, 88 kind of average uh, forward. So I think uh, you just back him to bounce back next year. I think uh, this is a bit of a blip on the radar this year with what's all going on. So I'd be more than comfortable holding Jeremy Cameron into 2021, would you have? Yeah, I would, but uh, just a quick question. Do you think he stays at GWS? Uh, I think so. I think I read somewhere and that's all kind of wrapped up. Do you think... All right, just ignore that. Just mm. pretend it didn't happen. Yes. <laughs> pretend that's not happening. Do you think if he went somewhere else, it would be better for his fantasy scoring? Or do you think GWS is the best place? Or do you reckon it just wouldn't matter? I just don't think it would matter. Yeah, I same. think that he kicks enough goals. He's athletic enough, takes grabs, you know, can get some touches if he needs to, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 touches if he really wanted to. So I don't think it would matter where he plays if he went to, you know, Essendon or Carlton or whoever else they've kind of been saying. I think he'd still be a scorer. Yep. Uh, Jake Riccardi, uh, 53 points. The man who champion data rated the worst on ground Awful he was. was far from it. 12 touches, nine marks and four goals won. Uh, he's a good player to watch. He's a, a nice size, takes a good grab, uh, has a bit of a leap on him. Also, potentially, he's kind of freed up Jeremy Cameron a bit over the last few weeks. Yep. So, I think it probably works better for the Giants with, uh, you know, um, Riccardi up there and Himmelberg. And poor Jeremy Finlayson might have to find himself a new club next year. I think uh, Riccardi's yeah, complimenting Big Jezza very nicely. And uh, look, those who got him in, you know, AFL Fantasy or have added him in the last couple of weeks will be riding a very, very nice wave. I think he's averaging about 82. So, um, look, I think uh, will this continue long term? Obviously not. Uh, key forwards, you know, need to kick goals. But he's, uh, he's kind of come on the scene and, and showed that he can play at this level. It's really exciting. Uh, lastly for the Giants Lockie Ash he had 57 points now it's his fourth score in the 50s this year now just watching the the Giants more and more I genuinely like the look of this kid he kind of plays and looks older than he is uh, very calm and composed and I think he's going to be a very very good player for the long time now We've spoken about Brent Daniels the last few weeks in the pod, and I think he's kind of got that Brent Daniels factor. He's playing pretty solid footy in a you know a, in a hot team, especially on paper. There's plenty of guys who could come into that side and and play a similar role. So the fact that he's still playing, I think if you can kind of have a little speculative ad uh, for next year, especially, I'd be getting uh, in on that thirty uh, percent ownership of, of Lockie Ash. I think he's a very very classy young kid. All right, Kays, uh, take a drink of your Remedy Kombucha because you're about to uh, go back-to-back here and uh, get on to the Melbourne versus uh, St Kilda game. This here, raspberry so. lemonade's a real nice little freshen up, I'll yeah. tell you that. There's no bad Remedy Kombucha. It's a fact. That's yeah. actually a fact. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne versus St Kilda, Ed Langdon, 97 points. Now, he's a guy I can't seem to catch. He as is as hot, as co- hot and cold as they come. I own him in our podcasters league and he's one of those players who you never know whether to start or whether to, you know, keep on your bench or not field at all because I've kind of got a strong midfield and he just kind of, you know, can burn you or, uh, you know, make you smile a lot. He's had seven 50s this season and four 80 plus games. So it's either feast or famine for Ed. He's, uh, he averaged 92 at Fremantle last year. He's averaging 70 this year, which is an 85 BCV. They're risky numbers for an M5 to M7. Hef, what do you do with a guy like Ed Langdon if you do own him? Yeah, it depends how the rest of your team's going, but it's you know pretty hard to make a case for someone like him in our league, I think, especially with the inconsistency. What's he averaging again? 70. So uh, 85 BC. Yeah, so he's it's close. almost your last yeah, definitely midfield like, keeper spot. For us, it'd be yeah, your 15th, your 16th keeper. Yeah. But, just, but maybe someone that you could try to trade or you know, if you get someone better in a trade, he might be one to put back to the pool. Could be some steak knives as well in a trade. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just a tough one of tough one to get each week. Uh, Stevie May, eighty nine points, absolute best on ground in this game. Twenty two touches and nine marks. He's coming in hot and uh, sixty seven points average in his last five games. I think next year you want him. I think he's found his spot in that Melbourne side nicely. They're starting to play some good footy. If I owned him, I would be keeping him for sure. I just kind of wish he was at Gold Coast. I reckon he would be a very very nice addition back to their side if he could go back to his old side. Steve May. And lastly, for the D's, Trent Rivers, 66 points from him. Um, 
kind of find it a bit weird that they haven't played him more this season, but uh, the cautious approach or the, the gentle approach in the first year is probably not the horrible play. Uh, 16 touches and six marks from him. What I like, he just has a real go. His disposal is pretty good too. So um, what I do like with that Melbourne side looking forward is there's plenty of dead weight to be cut. You know, your Nathan Jones, um, you know, Jake Milsham doesn't deserve game week in, week out. So I think 2021-2022 is uh, Trent Rivers' time to shine. So um, one to potentially keep if you can uh, at a you know, have someone in your side for a, you know, uh, a bit of a riskier hold. Yeah, I agree 100% with this one. Uh, Trent Rivers is going to be a star of the future, I think. And uh, the type that will uh, keep his defender status, I think, going forward as well, will play that kind of swingman role um, in defence. Well, sorry, not swingman, but uh, what do you call it? Swing, sw- floating role in defence. Quarterback. Uh, yeah, quarterback role. That's what I'm trying to think of, yeah. Anyway, it's been a long day, Case. Move on to St. Kilda players. Yes. Now, St. Kilda, I've got Seb Ross on the sheet here, Hef. Now... I just want to bring up, we're the keeper league pod, so we've got to talk keepers. He's uh, scored 53 points on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Do you keep him? Because not you personally, or yep. yes, you personally as an yeah, owner, but do people in general keep him and pray that in 2021 his role changes, there's some more normality back in what we can see from him and take that risk? Or do you, you know, trade him out? Do you hunt for a flag? You know, what do you what do you do? Look, like obviously depends on how many keepers you keep, right? Mm-hmm. Depends. So, uh, so if you keep ten, you're cutting him. But if you yep. keep twenty, you might want to hold on to him. But that said, we keep sixteen, and right now he's on the outer. He's on the outer. Yep. All right. So he gets put back in the pool next year. Yep. Where would you take him in a draft? Someone would take him first or second round, Correct. I reckon. Yep. But whether he gets back to that scoring, like that St Kilda midfield is pretty deep. Like even if he does, you know, pick up, it's it's hard to get past, you know, your Jack Steels or your um your Zach Joneses that are going as well in there as mm-hmm. well. There's another big one I'm probably neglecting in there, but I'm just struggling to think tonight. But there's definitely uh, a few players that are ahead of him, and now he's kind of looking like he's getting the uh. The tagging roles as well mm-hmm. so that's a real no-no for me especially because that's something that uh, Jack Steele used to do a lot more of and he's not doing as much of mm-hmm. anymore and it's almost like their roles have, re- have reversed in some ways mm-hmm. except uh, Steele's always been a better fantasy scorer so uh, now nah, with uh, with Sabros I don't trust him to bounce back at all he just doesn't pass the eye test for mine Big call. Yeah. Uh, Ed Phillips had 52 points kicked the goal had a few touches as well I just can't seem to shake the idea with him that he's going to be a a good scorer and can go really, really, really big one day. He's just stars, starved the opportunity, sorry, at uh, St. Kilda. I think he's one to watch if he goes to another club, but uh, if he gets stuck at St. Kilda next year, I'm kind of cooling on him. But uh, a new opportunity, I think, could be some uh, bigger scores for Ed in the future. Sorry, just going back to you, St. Kilda midfield. There's mm. a heap of good ones in there, Billings and that as well. There's no way Seb Ross actually gets back to, to where he was, I don't think. Have you killed off Seb Ross? Yeah, I think he's done. Wow. Yeah, I know. You've heard it here first. Yep. 31st of August, 2020. <laughs> uh, Carlton Collingwood yesterday's game. It was actually a really good game to watch. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Jamie Elliott had 103 points and played out of his tattoo-covered skin. 19 touches with the perfect ratio of 16 kicks to three handballs. Also, the eight tackles. And that all came from 70% time on ground. Now, he spent a lot of time in the midfield, had uh, three center square clearances among that. He's had a pretty solid year. He's averaging 56, which is uh, not too bad for a forward, um, averaging 72.5 in his last five. So his last five, he's really kind of taken on a bit more opportunity in that midfield, which has helped his scores. Now, he's 28 years old. He's probably going to get put back in the pool. He's, uh, you know, just that riskier player. I don't think he's capable at the moment, but uh, one to probably target next year in a redraft. But uh, look, good to see him playing some good footy at this point. Uh, what have we got next? Isaac Quainor. 84 points and a, a fantastic first game back from that nasty gash. He just shows super poise in the, the Collingwood back line. And uh, I wasn't sure whether he'd be a quality over quantity player, but uh, he's proving me wrong and showing he's a scorer. He's uh, had the three fifties this year uh, and then he's kind of pulled up this nice 84 point game. So if you can, I'd be sticking with him. Probably a risky keeper unless you are, uh, you know, you need some back cover there. But uh, I do like him to kind of go in a earlier to a mid of a, of a draft next year because I think he's going to be a very, very serviceable player for a long time for the Pies. 
Johnny Noble, 78 points, uh, had 20 touches just like Isaac Quainor. And I'm very confident of his longevity in the Pies back line too. He is just super, super consistent, Hef. Now, we talk about guys who we love because of their consistency. He hasn't gone under 60 points in his last six games. And this season has only had two scores under 50 as well. So, he's uh, just as honest as the day is long. And I know you've got some questions about him in their side. But uh, I'm quite confident. What's your knock on Johnny Noble? Now, my knock was purely at the start of the season, whether he remains as uh, best 22. You know, a guy who's picked up in the mid-season draft, obviously there to plug some gaps, uh, plug some holes and things like that. But as this year has gone on, I'm very confident also that he will keep his uh, spot on that side, I think, too. He's just playing too well. And what's good about him, he just looks like a fantasy scorer as well. So mm-hmm. I'm happy with Johnny Noble. Great. One guy who is a definite fantasy scorer and a genuine talent, Josh Dacos, 75 points. Have we 2G for Pete him yet? No, we haven't, but I uh, don't think he's quite there yet. But he's 110% a keeper in everyone's side next year, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, of course, but he's just not scoring well enough. He's he's he's, he's, he's a keeper because he, you're thinking about what he could do in the future, mm-hmm. but right now he's not scoring well enough to get you there. So, you know, if, if someone comes at you and you're chasing a flag and someone goes, all right, I'm going to give you Jack McRae for Josh Dacos, because no 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 because I'm at the bottom of the ladder mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna and I want Josh Dacos and a, and a kid like this you're obviously trading Josh Dacos out um you know in in, in that deal you know but you, you you're keeping him obviously because you think he could get to say a Jack McRae um, yes. like status or you know like a Lockie Hunter more like a Lockie Hunter maybe that kind of uh, status in the future so um yeah that's why that's why he's a keeper but he's not two G four P just yet and also as well just with side bottom out I think he's just going to be the main beneficiary there as well so um with side bottom d- does come back in and he's been playing well with side bottom in the side all, all year but um, yeah I think they'll just see a bit of a bump over the next few weeks too I've got a real anti uh, Dacos Vendetta but you know oh, we'll, no, we'll I love Dacos we'll I think he's passes. a gun he's just not 2G Phil P okay yeah. whatever you say you got to score better than that especially as a midfielder jeez it's tough going around this pod tonight uh, Will Setterfield 91 points uh, he's really starting to build into this season and has made me second guess uh, my analysis that he's just no good but uh, he's playing some pretty good footy at the moment averaging 82.5 in the last four since their buy and uh, Sunday's 91 came from only 74% time on ground so uh, scoring at a pretty good rate it's interesting that his two big 90s back to back last two weeks have come from when there's been no Matt Kennedy in the side so he's probably kind of come into that uh, starting on ball a lot more I saw his CBAs were very high this last week and uh, has kind of replaced Kennedy as that inside ball now he's almost become a bit of a borderline keeper uh, he was on the cusp of almost uh, not being relevant at all but uh, he's really started to play some good footy and uh, interested to see where he can take his game next year for sure uh, Jackie Nunes, 79 points from him, and he's reinventing himself at uh, Carlton as well, and the scores are coming. 15 touches, 7 marks, and a sausage roll from him. Look, he's scoring, uh, was he averaging 71 points in his last four games, which is uh, pretty consistent, and he's uh, been very consistent in the second half of the year in general. He's just a bit of a funny player because I think that his job security is strong, but once again, I don't think I'd back his scoring in long term. You know, he's that uh, mid to high 20s. Just, I just don't think he's capable. But once again, if he kind of shows his um, form for the rest of the year, I think he's one who'll go, you know, maybe round one, two or three next year just purely because of the consistency that he can deliver uh, week in, week out. All right, let's move on to the Gold Coast versus uh, North Melbourne game. So, first one is Ben Ainsworth, and he had 170 points. Uh, sorry, 107 points. Um, and this was a huge game for him. Playing that mid-forward role still, but more so in the midfield this week. 23 disposals, 11 marks, and a goal. I wrote him off as a scorer the other week. Uh, hopefully, this continues and he proves me wrong because I wasn't sure where the midfield mix came from him, but it looked like he was well and firm, uh, well and truly in it. I think he's on that out, like, you know, the lower end of their midfield, uh, you know, uh, the, the week-to-week midfielders. And with Rao coming back and that's just the main thing that concerns me, how he fits around that. But uh, look, if he keeps going like this, he'll be hard to uh, push out. Uh, Noah Anderson had 80 points and he's really lifted over the last few weeks and he's going to be an absolute jet. Um, he's playing a bit more inside uh, as, as opposed to the outside role he's playing early and I really like him in this role as well and he's kind of shown that he's got the medal to actually do it. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those players that does regress next year because he just starts getting a lot of attention on the back of this but definite uh, long-term hold for him. He's going to be a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Corbett had 71 points, uh, 12 disposals and 8 marks. I'd just like to see him do something like this uh, a bit more consistently uh, before he becomes an option uh, but yeah, you know, 
just like to acknowledge a good, a good game. And uh, Ben King, he had 67 points and two goals, four behind. So, again, imagine if he kicks straight. Mm. Uh, best game I reckon he's played or one I've seen anyway and or one of the best anyway. Uh, look, I'm convinced he's going to be a fantasy gun because, you know, there was this one run down the, the field where he was, I kind of think, took the ball on the wing and then he, like, you know, took a few bounces and then had a shot at goal. He missed the goal, but it just reminded me of Buddy Franklin, you know, pushing up to that wing or even playing on the wing and just, you know, bursting away from players, just being a huge man, a huge athletic mm. player. Look, I'm really excited. So, I know his average, I'm not sure what it 100% is, but it's I know it's not high. So, he might make it hard for him to actually hold in your fantasy, uh, your keeper league team. But if you can, like, hold on because he's going to be a gun. Uh, onto some North players. Just what a what a rubbish rubbish side for fantasy, <laughs> honestly. Like they, sometimes they pop up, and you've got guys like you know surprise packages like Jed Anderson and stuff that are popping up this year, and even Jai Simpkin. But this game just they just reverted to type, and they were fucking awful. Uh, Sean Atley and Mason Wood scored sixty four, but I wouldn't advise picking up either. And they're probably two of the better scorers that are probably relevant for the pod. Uh, Robbie Tarrant had sixty two points. He was he's a genuine surprise this year. He takes marks mm. defence. He's got a really good kick to handle ratio. Apart of that is because he takes the kickouts too uh, just when McDonald's not hogging them all uh, this year 2G4P he anyway. was really hogging them on oh, it's, his, it's his job it's what he does it's kind of like Lacocious for Gold Coast actually as well which is really nice to see you actually saw I remember, in that game sorry I'm going off topic Butterick actually lined up to uh, take the kick in and then Lacocious walked over and he just kind of like dropped and handed over to him like I <laughs> was sad about it <laughs> it's like, oh, Butterick just want know. another plus three yeah, exactly. but nah this is Lacocious ball give it to him uh, but yeah Tarrant should be available in a lot of drafts next year I don't think he would have been too uh, highly owned this year so um, yeah if he is available definitely get on board you know later in your mid to late in your drafts definitely a good bench option he's going pretty well this season and that's the round rewind case that is we've yeah. rewound we have rewound uh, well before we quickly jump into the uh, listener questions uh, we'll talk about some membership options so um, yeah if, you, if you're keen I know it's getting late in the season now it's probably uh, not the best but if you are a member you're, you just remember you're getting a waiver wire podcast breakout tracker each week uh, it's updated weekly so you can start prepping for next year um, you get our projections for the finals as well which are really going to help you out and you also get our well, it's a free resource for everyone it's not for members but you get our AFL fantasy scores for and against just uh, for streamers and stuff like that uh, we'll have some more information actually over the coming weeks about uh, 2021 membership information that will open uh, around October I feel but uh, we might uh, it depends when time stuff will come out depends when the AFL, AFL season actually starts next season so it might be a bit of a wait before we get anything but uh, fear not we'll uh, sort things out and uh, make sure everything uh, works for everyone next year and also we've got uh, the t-shirts available on the website so how can I forget those so if you're keen to uh, support the podcast and just want to show off that you listen to the uh, the best Keeper League fantasy podcast in the business uh, and you know and <laughs> the only Keeper League fantasy nah, podcast well, still the, that makes us the best doesn't it so, that's true yeah it's probably like some sort of Trump logic there but anyway yeah. um, we're the best so best Keeper League podcast out there so uh, yeah if you're uh, if you're keen on jumping on one of those and helping us out uh, yeah get a t-shirt and you look pretty cool everyone ask you where you got it and definitely yeah, sweet All yeah right. <laughs> let's move on to the listener questions Alright, let's move on to the listener questions, uh, the segment where we get in touch with our listeners or, sorry, our listeners get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook and we answer their fantasy questions pertaining to their keeper It's leagues. just a full 360 of getting in touch. That's it. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a community, really. It's a circle of life. Yeah, it is. It's a society. It moves us all. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You're quoting the Lion King. <laughs> uh, let's uh, have a look at the first question. So, uh, Kerf RC asks, uh, will Robottom keep forward status next year, Case? Uh, definitely not. Not, but uh, there's no way in hell I'd be trading him for the world. Look, he's averaged 59 this season, which sounds average, but uh, he's actually, that's a 72-73 BCV. So that's a very, very solid score for a second-year midfielder. He's locked in his spot there. Obviously, the second year is always a slower year. It's all about the third-year breakout. So don't fear, Kerf. Uh, Ray Bottom will be a very, very good player for a long time. All right, Kaz, what's the next question? Uh, from at the Potato Bake, your Cam. mate, Hef. Cam from the Draft Doctors. Yes. Coming, coming to the best fantasy, uh, sorry, the best uh, Keeper League specific <laughs> fantasy podcast out there. Well worded, Donald. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Cameron, 15 player keeper, yeah or nah? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Like, yeah, we keep 16. Mm-hmm. Someone would keep him next season. Oh, be, if someone said I'm delisting Jeremy Cameron, I'd be like, you're crazy. I would snap him up first round if he was yeah. there. D- definitely. Yeah. Uh, at Dan K 101 thoughts on Jake 
Riccardi and Miles Paholke as long-term keeper prospects. Yeah, I like both of them. Uh, Jay Riccardi particularly just plays like the old school, you know, centre-half forward, like your tread rays, your carries. The guys that just push up really, really, really high on the ground and take marks across, you know, half-back and then work back, get the next one and kick a goal from up there. So I really like the look of him uh, in fantasy scoring. It's been a, been a while since I've seen a, um, a key forward actually kind of play like this so consistently um you know make these type of moves all the time and it's where the fantasy scoring does come from like you've got to get up the ground and uh yeah he does play pretty well plus you've got to kick goals and he's doing that too so now i'm really uh i'm really liking what he's uh putting down at the moment so uh definitely get on board him um the other one as well is yeah i don't mind him either as an option too uh he's definitely um he's definitely uh showing some signs that he can be a good fantasy score as well plus he's getting the midfield minutes as well which is good to see yeah, I think the next kind of four rounds is going to be big for him in terms of where he fits in people's keeper league sides next year. So definitely audition time for Miles for me. For sure. Uh, at Trav014, thoughts on Cousins and Zeri. I don't even know. How do you say his name? It's uh, Cherry. No, it's actually Sherry. Sherry. But I, I, I always say cherry. I always fuck it up. What is cherry? Like sherry, like the wine. Oh, sherry. Sweet sherry. As a rookie retain, uh, can he become a serviceable ruck in the next two, three years? I see something, but I'm also an optimistic owner. Uh, what were his junior numbers like? Uh, junior numbers, he... Sorry, when this is ad- adjusted for the time, the shorter games, but it was an 82 for the under-18 championships for uh, Sherry and 62 at the Tech Cup. The thing I like about Sherry, I'll just keep going with Sherry before I talk about mm. Cousins, um, is that Goldie is getting long in the tooth and he looks like the next replacement. Now, how he plays as a ruck, I'm not 100% uh, sold on because he could be, I reckon they could move to more of a kind of ruck forward kind of combo for him. But uh, yeah, look, I don't mind him just on the back that, on the fact that he will probably get more of a run in the next few years as well. So that should be pretty interesting there. Um, the other one, uh, sorry, thoughts on Cousins. Um, look, Cousins, uh, yeah, I don't mind him, especially when yeah, at the moment he's, um, you know, Isaac Smith's out and he seems to be kind of jumping straight into that wing role as well. Um, he is getting found out a bit more, so a lot of people are paying more attention to him, but he is actually, um, he's going okay, so I don't mind him there either. What do you think about Cousins? Uh, I like him. He's an actual fantasy scorer, both uh, AFL and VFL, but uh I think it's going to be important for him is uh, what happens with Hawthorne's list over this offseason. Do they do a few of the older guys retire, et cetera, et cetera? Does he, does he have a natural, um, you know, role in that midfield or, or you know, you know, wing role kind of thing going forward next year? I think that's going to be a big kicker for him. If he can kind of guarantee a spot based on personnel on their side, I'd be keeping him. If not, he's probably one of those borderline keepers. Uh, next question. At Kang Daddy's asking, uh, Aiden Core, Jack Higgins, um, Brett Bewley have all shit the bed in the last month or so. I'm in a deep 16 team, 18 on field, 5 on bench league. Uh, are those guys worth holding for the next season or go find some other young players to snag before the season ends? Cheers, Stallions. Uh, stallions, jeez, Case, you, you remind me more of a pony than, than a stallion. Really. I'm a bit of a pony, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think anyone's ever called me a stallion, so thanks, Kang Daddy. That uh, made my night. Uh, there's talk that Aiden Core's going to North Melbourne, which would be very interesting. Which would be very uh, bad because North Melbourne just suck. And yeah, no but like well there. someone needs to take the kickouts there. Oh, That's, true. Yeah. yeah uh, so, he's- I think Jack Higgins so, will come- He's not taking more kickouts than Luke McDonald or Robert Tarrant. I'll give you the He's going to steal them from both of them. He won't. McDonald's just going to hog all of them. But anyway, sorry. McDonald is Reshaw's love child. Uh, Higgins will bounce back. And I'm actually kind of confident in Brett Bewley. I think he's in their best side. It's tough to know without knowing who's in your who's in your uh, pool, etc. But I still think there's enough upside in both in all of those three that uh, that are capable for sure. I would uh, I'd, Higgins and Bewley. I'd roll the dice on again. Core, I'd, I'd second guess. I'd have a think about that one. I'd like to see if he ends up at uh, North next year. Yeah, yeah. If he ends up at another club, maybe that might be worth uh, having a look at. We all know that players, you know, tend to kind of have a bit of a bump when they go to a new club, especially if they're intending to play um, them somewhere specific, specific as well. So, yeah, uh, might be worth looking at. Uh, next question. Yeah, from Phil Smates. In a 12-team keeper league with 26 players per team during the season and 13 keepers, at this stage, what are your thoughts on the following players keeper ability so he's got luke mcdonald keeper uh yeah definitely will setterfield keeper uh if he keeps going the way he's going for the last few weeks like monitor if he keeps going then yes if he kind of reverts back to type then no scrimshaw yes because sicily's out for the next 12 months adam chera yep 
Tom Liberatore. Uh, no. Yes, I agree. I'd throw him back in the pool yep. too. Johnny Noble. Uh, 13 keepers, 12-team guesses. It's got to be in the, what, the best 150. Probably not. Close. So borderline. So borderline. Yeah. And, and the Mars Bolter. No. Agreed. But I do. Th- I would like a piece of him going forward, though. I think he's uh, going to be a, a player. All right, Kaz, what's the next question? Uh, Summon more. Question. Uh, coaches during finals too nervous to ask public questions of the keeper leg boys. This, this is a, a very good question, Simon. This is a funny question because we do get a lot of questions, uh, you know, that come in the in the chat, um, in the messages. Uh, instead of so don't have to post it to the wall and stuff like that, yeah. like question for the pod, question for the pod, and we do like them. But the issue is sometimes I actually forget to check there because they come through, you know, a few days early, and I forget to actually put them in the show doc. So sometimes they don't get answered. But no, it, it does actually happen. Uh, they don't want any of their mates seeing it. They only want to hear it on the podcast before it's too late type thing so yeah it does happen now if the good thing in these though simon if you are a member of the gold group that's kind of been going bananas the last few weeks and not really with us in there it's just all the other members you know should i play this guy should i start this guy should i loophole him in you got a, a lot and lot of uh good minds in there so if you are a bit nervous to ask a question or you want a bit of a reaffirmation of what you're doing coming into finals it's big Big money time. So, uh, yeah, jump onto that uh, gold members group and you might find a absolute nugget of saying, truth in there. Saying that thing I just said about question for the pod, I reckon there was a question for the pod somewhere in the chat, but sorry, in the messages, but I can't actually find it now. So, apologies to whoever put that through because uh, I did forget to put in the show, Doc. <laughs> anyway, we move on to the last questions, uh, question. Uh, Wayne Gartner uh Chocolates or flowers for the partner during this festival of footy case? I think this one uh, might be – you might be an expert in this one. Ah, uh, yes, because I'm the romantic of the group, Hef. There's uh, no doubt about it. Look, no, uh, I think you're getting my, a bit straw for watching too much footy. That's what I mean. Uh, I do. Um, <laughs> uh, my partner likes chocolate, so that would be the go-to. But if you are going to get flowers, I would be only shopping – at East End Flower Market, if you are an Adelaide-based uh, listener of the pod, they don't best deliver. flowers in town. They don't deliver interstate, do they? Unfortunately, not. Not, not yet. yet. The franchise. Empire hasn't Empire hasn't gone that far, but uh, get on board East End Free Plug for yeah. some good guys. East End Flower Market, definitely get on board those if you need flowers in Adelaide. Uh, anyway, um, that's uh, pretty much all the questions. Oh, for me, chocolates or flowers, uh, both. both. But she doesn't even realise the footy's on. She just goes on a laptop and watches things on stand and stuff like that anyway so that doesn't really matter yeah the fact that we don't have like a proper second you know living room hurts our our house yeah fair enough that's gonna be like that's gonna be like when i buy a proper house that's gonna be like the thing that has to happen like a second living room yeah fair enough yeah definitely need need that definitely need that like i've got here yes anyway uh that's a wrap so uh get around our socials uh facebook twitter instagram keeper league pod on all of those get around the t-shirts on the website uh hit up the merch button on the website and uh, grab yourself one of them yeah they're they're a couple weeks away but uh, you can pre-order them now so uh, if you want to grab one of those we'll send them out as soon as they deliver um and yeah i think that's pretty much it uh enjoy the next few weeks enjoy your finals good luck in finals and things like that and uh yeah that'll do for this week hopefully you're still going that's a tip of the cap if you are do you really hope that I hope everyone else, not now. Oh, sorry, I, I think you meant me. I, no, I, I, sorry, I, hope I, you you lose. I hope everyone loses. I hope it's a mere little draw. <laughs> sorry, I thought you meant specifically me. No, I want you to lose more <laughs> yeah, than anyone else. That's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> so you don't hope I, I keep going. No, not you. I meant oh, the people oh, the I care about, the uh, listeners, okay, not you. Sorry. You just look me in the eye when just you Just because I was it. looking at you. <laughs> this, is, this is a bloody a non-visual nah. medium. They wouldn't even know. Don't worry, mate. I thought something was up if you actually think you want me to win. Yeah. I need a kombucha to wash that bad taste out of my mouth. All right. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.